Hey, lucky, t- <laughs> lucky to welcome Boys Podcast. I think he uh, he was trying to say welcome to Lucky Boys Podcast. We got a little Yoda thing going on. Damn it! Do not. <laughs> oh, we have a special. Fart. Yeah, we have a special Podcast guest today. We, are. we have a special guest today, Mister. Introduce yourself. Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me here. Michael. Michael Lin. Michael Lin. From New York City, native, uh, Lower East East Side. Side. You won't find me anywhere on social. You can try. (laughs) Oh, damn. You're blacklisted from social, or you just like, you have a secret, what, alias that we don't know about? Uh, I just like to keep it private. I see. No? Okay. So it's not searchable, it's not Googleable. Bingable. 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 <laughs> Super I, small footprint. <laughs> About one third, give or take. Okay. It's kind of t- yeah. it's kind of tough nowadays to to not be on the web, like not have a online presence. Right? It's only tough if you're craving for that attention. I say, if you're okay with n- not mi- not having that FOMO feeling, it's not that bad. It actually, makes it less stressful in your life. I have FOMO every day of the, <laughs> the week. <laughs> So I mean, every time I, I see I see my like Instagram posts from from friends, Facebook posts, I'm like, there's so many things happening right now in New York City, and I'm missing out on it. And I don't know, I just uh, I, I need to be in the know. And I, but I, I, especially in this uh, in the society that we live in now, you know, you're trying to you're trying to make something of yourself. You're trying to be an entrepreneur. You need to mm-hmm. be like out there, right? That's how I feel. So my thing, I feel like that's one of the issues of today's thing. It's like it's so easy to be in know of everything, trying to be involved in everything. But but it's fun though. But we we right? lost a sense of feeling of it's okay to just be you, be okay with what you're doing at the moment. If it's doing nothing at the moment and that that's what makes you happy, there's nothing wrong with that. Um if you're always going by a sense of FOMO, then you're just gonna keep constantly being stressed out by it. You you're not gonna enjoy your current moment at the time. You just think about okay, I'm doing this but what else could I be doing? Oh, what else am I missing out on? And I think that's an issue in today's day and age. And a lot of that's caused by social media, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and by staying off of it, I, I've been okay. I mean, I'm, I, it's helping me de-age by 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> wow. so, so you're saying that uh, social media creates anxiety and 100%, stress? 100%, yes. Because you always think about, okay, how can you make your life look perfect out there for everybody else to see? Because that's your public album. Mm. And who, no one wants to put out a bad album. So that puts on the stress on you to always make sure everything looks picture perfect, create that sense of envy, I guess. And if that's what you're trying to aim and trying to do, then you're not being true to yourself, right? You're just stressing out about, okay, how can I plan for this next thing, plan for this next post, plan for this next post. And what do you, Why do you think that's it? Why, it? It sounds like, the way you explain it, it almost sounds like a sickness. Like, if, 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 if I was in the past and you dropped me off right here, like, boop, in the future, and, and you're trying to explain social media culture as it is in 2019... And just listening to it from the outside looking in, I would think, what the fuck is wrong with these people? It, it, it sounds like some type of disease that we're inflicting upon ourselves. So why do you think that is? I mean, who's to say that isn't a mental, new mental disease that could be ongoing caused by this day and age with the introduction of you're always connected now. 
Um, I think since even before this day and age, everyone had the urge to share. I mean, we go back to early 90s. People came back with slideshows like, can you see it now? This was me from my vacation. Here's my vacation. Here's my vacation photos. Or here's my wedding album photos. Let me share this with you. Everyone's always had the need to share. But it wasn't as easy back then because, again, internet wasn't as widely available. Um, There wasn't social media. There wasn't social media. You shared within your close circle. But now that's everything so public and it's easy access, that it just creates that, it opened up the gateway for that need to share to be even larger, made it easier, and now to make it seem more perfect. So in a way, I say the need to be on social media all the time and to present yourself as picture perfect Mm -hmm. is a mental disease. Yeah, so why are are people in search or hunting for that social proof? They might not be happy with how they are over their current life. Because they see there's some reflection. Again, what you want to present to others might not be how you view yourself. And you're going for that acceptance and the liking from other people to make yourself feel better. So it's almost like a morale boost or a self-worth boost. And honestly, if you need that from social media, from people you know, people you might not know, mm-hmm. then that is a issue. That, yeah. that is a social issue that's caused by... That's probably been prevalent before social media, but made worse and exaggerated and exacerbated by social media. Yeah, I agree with that because <clears throat> these issues didn't start with like digital presence or social media. You know, you had you had back in the day without that, you had people always wanting to be popular, right? How did people do that in the past, right? Um, so it's just like you like you said, it it, it worsened it. Mm-hmm. In some ways, right? It's also a psycho. It's a psychological thing because people, when they, when they, when they click on, like they tap on like, you know, there, <clears throat> there is a hit of dopamine. It's scientifically proven that people, when they see a like or they see um, a notification on their phone, their brains react differently and they get a hit of uh, dopamine that makes them feel good, right? So you think you think it gives them some type of. Um a false sense of accomplishment. You know how like how they say Candy Crush, it it has all the all of these sounds and very in the very virgin, virgin, beginning levels when you play it, it has these uh, explosions and and um, beautiful sounding uh, sounds with it. All these blocks just exploding and and vibrant colors, right? And and as you go into the deeper levels. You get less and less of that, and you want more and more. So, you're playing, you're, and you're addicted, and, and it's that dopamine hit. So, you think, in a sense, uh, social media, like getting likes, as as you just referred to, uh, you get those dopamine hits. So, you're constantly after chasing a number to yeah. get to get that same type of explosion. I mean, that sound or notification sound you get on your phone when someone likes, or you get someone messages you or something. That's the hook. How often do you find yourself, you hit a ding, or you hit a boop, or whatever, and you instantly check your phone, and you kind of sense a little change in your mindset in terms of your brain waves or how you're feeling inside. It's like, oh, let me check this out. This could be something good. Mm. Right, try to ignore it. Like, <laughs> if, if you hear a ding or a, or a vibration or a buzz from your phone, try to ignore it, and then you, ca- you catch yourself. Like, oh, no, wait. It, I'm it like a dog. Like, I'm, I'm trained like a dog to, to, to react this way. Wow, we Pavlov, we Pavlov ourselves, <laughs> ourselves, yeah. And oh my god! And it's not getting better because how young are the, are the like this generation now, right? I don't yes. think I don't think they even think about it. They don't. Honestly. It's just natural. Like it's we're thinking about sense. it right now, 
because then, we have something to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, yeah. Right? And I think younger children in in the in this generation is is uh, wow, they this is all they know. This is the norm. This is normal. I know, and it's scary. It's 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 for me at least. I think it's frightening because uh, I mean there's a there's a culture shift. There's a huge culture shift in the way that we communicate now. And access to you is you're just too damn available. You're too easy to get a hold of. And and this is I, I think that changes expectations and that within itself can create some type of anxiety knowing that for example if if you're at work right and and they give you a phone a company phone you're literally tethered to your job even on your off days because now you don't have an excuse not to respond mm-hmm. right if if that is within the cor- corporate culture to be available 24/7 i want you to answer me when i email you all the time. So that changes right there. So now you're working 24-7 even when you're not getting paid. Yep. And that's why it's also important to find a good corporate coach that doesn't rely on that, right? Um, it is easy to get reach a hold of you outside 9 to 5. And that's why the Monday through Friday 9 to 5 is outdated. Mm. It's not even a 9 to 5 anymore. It's not five day a week. Right. Right. Uh, that was back, I think, in the old days. I forgot, was it Ford or somebody else kind of implemented that mm-hmm. and kind of just became the norm. But now, I mean, I think a lot of companies need to shift, need to get by, update the culture shift from Monday, Friday, 9 to 5 to Monday, Wednesdays up. Just be flexible. Uh, I'm, lucky enough, I, yep, I'm lucky enough I have a company that allows a work-from-home policy mm-hmm. um, that's pretty flexible. And, you know, I'm free to answer beyond 9 to 5, and I do it if I deem it important. But that's up to me to decide. See, that seems, and I can see being the employee, how that can make sense. But flipping the tables around as the employer looking at this, I I can imagine they can think that depending on their business model, that may not fit that type of culture, those type of hours. Um, For example, like a service industry, right, Mm -hmm. where everyone wants service. For example, if you're in customer service to be more specific you if <laughs> if your customer service rep or your rep for your account or whatever it is right or your credit card right if you're if you got a black card or a platinum whatever and your concierge and, and they're only available Monday and Wednesday you know what I'm saying I, I think that could be a problem right well obviously it is gonna vary based on what your role but again even if Custom service. They can have different team from Monday to Wednesday, another team, another three days a week, kind of rotating shifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then that's also the reason why a lot of that gets outsourced now because in different countries. I mean, last when's the last time you've gotten customer service and really met a Bob? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking more of yeah. on, on all the time. high end, high end uh, service mm-hmm. where uh, you have a specific rep aligned to your account, right? Or uh, customer service. Uh, where where they have a small team because obviously I don't think for example if you have like a Centurion card I don't think they're gonna you're gonna hear you know your mm-hmm. customer service from the Philippines or, or India or wherever outside of the U S uh, I think it's gonna be a specific group that's tailored to this type of client right so that's what I'm saying so if you're calling you would expect to know hey I want to speak with Michael that's my guy 
That's my. That's the whole reason why you're the face of the company, right? And now Michael only works Monday through Wednesday. Well, that's not good enough. Well, again, is that type of thing is gonna schedule will vary, but if, to make it work, if I'm a customer service rep for Centurion for somebody that can say, Mike, I'm they're my client, then I don't need to work. I'm not saying I'm only working three days a week, but I'm saying I don't need to be in an office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. I could work flexible locations, hours, and, okay. and such. Fair. I'm not saying, oh, I'm limited to Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday through Wednesday. So you could work remotely or work. still be extremely productive. Exactly, especially with custom, customer service. Do I need to be in an office to service it? No, I just need an internet connection. I need my phone, a laptop, just some sort of online ac- access, and, and I'll know, be able to handle my task. I love that. I, I love the idea mm-hmm. of that. And I hope they figure it out between the employers and the employees where they could make something like that work where, I mean, I could see they would save them overhead in an office space and they'll be working remotely. And I think it's a, it's a win-win on both sides. I, I would love to see them actually, I know that they're, I know with some companies, they're actually testing this. Mm-hmm. And even overseas too, they're starting to test it like four day, three day weekends, four day work weeks. Right. Working remotely, mm-hmm. working from home, having a home office. I just think that's so much more convenient because right now I know so many people and I'm one of them where I could be making double what I'm making for sure on, on some you know scope, but I'm making enough where I'm okay. However, if I'm making double, that means I'll be losing significant amount of time. And that's the one thing I'm, I cannot get more of and that I'm not willing to exchange um like where it's completely imbalanced, mm-hmm. where I'm working 24-7 and I barely have any time to focus on myself, my family, my friends, my social life, me, me stuff, me time, um, sports, hobbies, where I lose my identity, where I just become, I'm, I'm just this guy. I'm, I'm, I'm Will from this company, period. And, and if they fire me or whatever, then I lose that identity. Uh, and then I have some type of crisis and... I, I can't have that. You know, I, I, to, I think to, to live is to explore. Yep. And you need time to do that. Yeah. So, you need time for growth. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of do miss out. They think if I focus on me, they think I'm being selfish. But in actuality, I think, and I've heard this, it's not being selfish, it's being self-full. Because I think we heard all the, we've all heard this analogy. You can't help others, you can't feed others unless your plate or your cup is full. If you're constantly helping others with your empty cup, you're drained already. Yeah. How good are you, how, how much of a help are you being if you're drained? Mm-hmm. I think there's a fine line between being selfish and, and helping yourself. I think if one of your friends are in need and, and there's like, they're really asking for a hand, you know, just a helping hand or some guidance if you have experience, if you, um, if you do have that bandwidth to help and I think most likely you do have some sort, and it's just more like, is it worth my time? Because I've seen that too on that end. They're like, you know what, this guy ain't really shit. You know, oh, he's not really gonna give that much back to me. And you know, it, like I'm just friends with him because it's convenient. So there's two things that go with that. So you ask, and that's the type of situation I hate when I see it or when I feel it for myself. When I'm asking for help, it's they're annoyed. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm like, damn, motherfucker. That's just a reaction. Yeah, you know, like, that's, I was just like, holy shit, man. I just helped you move. I just, 
did this yeah. for you. I I hooked you up with your girl. I I you know I was with you when your ass was crying. I did all of this for you, and I'm asking you just like something this big, you know, something like simple, simple. And and I get this like just exasperated. Like just it feels like pulling teeth. You made me feel like shit for asking you. You know, it's already uncomfortable for me or for mostly anyone asking for any type of favors, right? For most people okay. that I know, they have a hard time asking for help. And I think people, I think we should ask, we should, we should seek more for, you know, we should ask for help. We should be more collaborative. I'm all for, I'm all for that type of culture and community. Um, but I also see the other end where, like, you wear yourself thin and you're helping everyone but yourself, and that's extremely dangerous. That's extremely dangerous. Where, you know, you're you're, you're improving everyone else's lives, mm-hmm. and you're always ending up taking the short end of the stick. Yep. And then when it's time for you to elevate yourself, and you're kind of stuck in a run, you just need that little push. It doesn't reciprocate, and I can I can see. I think a lot of people have this issue where they get frustrated, and and you know either vented on social media or mm-hmm. why not where they feel used. They feel they've given their loyalty to the wrong people. And I, I, I could see that on both scales, which sucks. And, it, and so then it's like, so you go to one extreme where, fuck that. I'm focusing on myself and fuck everybody else. That's a terrible way to think, you know. Or you go, I'm going to help everybody because I want that social proof. I want to be accepted. I want to be liked. But at the end of the day, you're not really helping yourself either. So, I mean, and, and I'm... To your point, I think that in order for you to truly help other people, you have to be good on your own first. You have to be able to stand on your own two feet before you can help other people stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mean, but but then um, it, <clears throat> that I I agree that's a fine that's a fine line because once you like I feel like if you think about it that way, it's sort of like all right, then I'm gonna focus on myself. I don't know where my 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 where am I good at? Like once I'm full. But where where would that be, right? To help others, so I feel like it's more. I'll continue to help people, but then if if I see with, without any like expectation of return, that's that's how I, I I view like helping people. But then I agree that sometimes there's individuals who take advantage of that, right? So you just have to be wise to kind of like understand like okay this is this person is just using me mm-hmm. they're vampires they're sucking my yeah. life energy <laughs> so yeah. i gotta move on from them right and i, and I hate okay. that i i that bothers me uh and and i do this sometimes too it goes through my, my i start doing the math in my head yeah it sucks dude. right just think about it it's, it's just where with someone asking me something and i'm like i'm calculating shit first of all i'm calculating how much time i can allocate and then i start going the return on investment is the on this is going to be nil or it's going to be great, and then that'll that'll change my motivation and how much and how deep I want to help you. Right, and if it's your friend, you don't want to like you don't want to think that way, right? Because right. you don't want to say like, okay, this is the return investment, right? I mean, that's how. Well, I- you know what? Well, see, here's the deal with my close friends yeah. and family. That it doesn't even. It's like it's an instant. That doesn't come. That doesn't yeah, come my, to and, and that could. That's that's one of my my. Mm-hmm. I guess that could be a flaw in my end where. My close friends and my family, I, I have a really extremely hard time saying no. It's like a reflex to say yes when they need me. right? But I, I think I surround myself with people in good enough where I don't, I don't feel like they'll really take advantage of that. 
So I think I'm okay there at this age. I think I could kind of calibrate that where I could filter out the the shitheads in my life, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I did 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 a good job getting out the junk, right? Um, but on the other end, if you're not close to me, you're outside of my circle. I start calibrating shit like that, and I I, I still catch myself doing it, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? I I hate it because I want to make this world a better place. I want to contribute. I want to uh, create a positive culture around me. And thinking like that, I feel one way it's like, yo, that's street smart. That's really smart to think like that. And on the other end, it, it, there's a conflict of, of personal interest because I, I'm also interested in, in I'm doing being efficient. But I'm also interested in being a, just a fucking good human being, you know, where I'm, I'm, I, I can like make other people happy and then maybe they can spread that joy instead of spreading shit shitty negative thoughts and feelings with other people i mean that just kind of goes back into what norm said being wise about who you don't do the calculation for worry about the roi on right if you're being nice to a person that won't even spread it then yeah you have to calculate that but if you know the ones that you know you don't have to calculate for you keep those that circle closer and that makes it easier to know okay because helping different people helping different sets of them and how close they are takes different amounts of energy, right? If someone's not close to you and you're not close to that person, they're going to take much more energy to kind of really, really, really want to help. Mm-hmm. So even if you have a full glass, you might not even be like, oh, it's going to take a full glass to even help you out. <laughs> <laughs> take my whole full glass. <laughs> so, I can't help nobody now. No. Yeah, so it all varies. You have to be wise on who you help out with and who you want to help out. Yeah, uh, It is a balancing act along with going with being wise, knowing who... Who really matters? So and, I mean, it's like it's not a great thing to say, but it is like as you get older, you do notice your circle getting smaller in terms of yeah of who you can really rely on, who you want to keep close on, because there's so much thing going on in life. You don't want to keep that additional mental mental brain space to ca- do those calculations, right? Right. The le- more you can free up, the more you can focus on other things, be it yourself, be it your life, be it family, friends, whatever, mm. instead of worrying about oh no. Not to calculate this, not to calculate that, to worry about this. Yeah, I I I, I used <laughs> to run with a very large circle, and I was, and I thought that was the the jam. You know, I was very proud of that, where I knew a ton of people everywhere I went, and I, I felt like, yeah, this is this is dope. And and then I had a reality check, and as I got older, I matured in my way of thinking, and and my circle is so small, I could just count on one hand, but the quality of that hand it's i would not trade it it's a punch (laughs) i would not trade it for a thousand fists you know it's Mm -hmm. it's a weird metaphor but (laughs) um yeah man i i i I really like my small circle now you know even though i don't get to see them often right but last like last night um yesterday actually and it was very spontaneous where i just bumped into a lot of my old friends and uh we just we hung out from day to night and we're eating and grilling and doing all this stuff. And it was just an incredible time, you know, shared with like good food, good company. And uh, man, it was just, it was just incredible. It, was, it felt like we were kids again and, mm-hmm. you know, just reminiscing about some stuff, but not too hard, you know, where we're just like, we're more in tune with now and we're just laughing like the way we used to. And, and we're talking shit like the way we used to. And, and we're going deep like the way we used to. It's just, I don't know. There's just something real special about that chemistry. Yeah, y'all, y'all was just living at the moment, right? You're just, just enjoying moment. what's happening right now. Yeah. How, 
let me ask you this. Last night, since you know you mentioned it was a great time, everybody was just enjoying the moment. Did anyone bring out the phones to kind of record this? Let me put this up on my story. That's a thing. No one did. <laughs> That's right? a great question. Not one of us had the phone on. We didn't take any pictures of the food. We didn't do anything for the gram. We didn't put anything on on stories. We didn't do any of that. We were just. That's why I said it felt like old school. Mm-hmm. Sh- like you know where we're just where, interacting. Yeah, where if you had to make a phone call, you needed a quarter and a payphone to excuse yourself, <laughs> right? So none of us, none of us had that. We were just in there talking. We were really listening to one another. We were listening to each other's stories and experiences, just like the way we are yeah. now. We're just mm-hmm. in the moment. Like, can you imagine, like in the middle? And this is how it fucking feels, seriously. Like in the middle of a podcast right now, and I'm going. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, uh-huh. unless you're actually and looking I'm up something photos. that's pertinent to the discussion, right? right but now. I'm, <laughs> if I'm like liking photos, for example, yeah. when, when when the boys got out from, we were in the in, in the yard, we we're in the back, and then we went inside the house, and then we're, we're in this like, there's like maybe fifteen, twenty of us. And obviously, somebody's in twenty nineteen. People are gonna have the phone. So a couple of people, the girl that I'm sitting next, one of my my boy's girlfriend, she's out here. She's talking to us. But she's on her phone, and then I look over. She's she's just on on the gram liking pictures. Oh my and that's god, it. that is so awkward. And that's it. And she's going, yeah. Uh, and she's she doesn't notice that it's rude though. Is it like like you said? It's like the Pavlov shit. And she's just there, and then she's looking at her. She's checking her likes, and then she's just like, uh huh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's really cool. I went there before. What else? Mm hmm. And she's just doing the whole time. That's the, if I mean how rude and awkward is that and i don't think people notice that but if i do it right now it's strange and that's how people feel in real life i don't think people are aware of their body language and the signals that they're sharing you know a lot of people have social anxiety or either that or they want to communicate with people more we're we're social animals Mm -hmm. right so i think naturally humans most humans they want to talk with people they want to they want I, i think humans people crave attention right uh, they want people to to listen to them. They they need they need that social interaction, right? Everyone's fighting for attention, and a lot of people don't know how to do it anymore because of this. Because of ironically, social media. Yeah, because exactly, <laughs> social media is because you of anti-social. This. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just don't realize the signals that you're giving out. You know, you might as well just have your arms crossed with your lips padded. Go, hmm. But it's also like hmm. I think, you like know? how do you how do you um, how do you interact with social media, right? So, so recently I started um, going to like events where do social media, but then like networking events, like meeting other people in real life and having conversations. So me, me and Gabby, my girlfriend, we went to this. Um, craft and sip event and I found out about this event through social media so but we went to this event with other people and making crafts and drinking beer and wine and having conversations with people we've never met before from diverse backgrounds you know and neighborhoods so that that was pretty cool it's it's sort of like it's up to the individual kind of like recognizing like how to use social media to the benefit of of being a social person right so yeah i mean i think that's the one good thing social media is good for as a platform to learn about new things in terms of events in your local area or discovering and such but like like if you're using that platform in that sense to kind of go out and be more social then yeah that's a good way to use social social media but if you're just using it to constantly post negating other people kind of like 
in it all the time. Where you're being a hermit Her- and you're yeah. only social. On your phone. On your phone, where you're not getting that real-life physical mm-hmm. experience and interactions. Then it's detrimental. Yeah. That being said, would you guys exchange social media, all of the conveniences that go back? I'm talking about going back 20 years, going back to 1999, right? Pre-AOL? AOL, no, you, you still have internet, but it's like, it's... it's You've got mail. Yeah, you know it's a dial-up, slow connection. Yes, can't use the phone at the same time. That'll deter the shit out of you. I remember this, kids. Back then, you can use your phone and internet at the same time. I don't think. I don't think you can go backwards. No, no, no. This is a hypothetical. Okay, right? Hypothetical situation. Would you trade that in order to get? A group of friends circled around you, real physical uh, interactions, meetups, all of that. Would you trade it? And and having less people on their phones when they're around you, you could. If if I was a gene and I can grant you that, and I say, hey, I could send you as back to 1999 and keep it consistent. Would you do it? Wait. So, have you already experienced social media? Twenty years. So you have the phone knowledge of full knowledge, full knowledge, four G speed, full knowledge, speed, speed. internet. You already experienced it, all of that. But if I send you back, you're not going to have that. Ex- you know, but you still know about. I'm a wipe. Oh no, no I'm a wipe. Memory wiped. Yeah. Wow. But you still get. You still. You know, nothing changes with your with your relationships. Mm-hmm. You still get your girlfriend. You still get your money situation. Whatever. All the pros and cons still exist on that path. The only difference. The only difference is that. Your 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 social circle in real life will be in real life rather than on the phone. So that's a tough one, only because even if I don't know about it, that changes the whole industry and how the world will probably the world. Let's just itself, say it just affects you. It just affects you. Yeah, just but affects it, you. Not nothing else. But, but we're saying there's no more high speed internet anyway. That, we're that we're creating a, a parallel world, and it's Where? 1999, yeah. and that's and that's the cap. <laughs> Of our technological progress, right? It's 2019, so, but they were 1990. Yeah, ex- exactly. So technology for, for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. it's 1999. I would say so. Privacy's back in play, mm-hmm. right? And and everyone around you, they're not going to have their phones out unless it's a legitimate phone call. Know what I say? I probably wouldn't. And phone as, conversations are back in play. I mean, as as so, much as I've not been, been saying how bad social media is. But I would say it would change the whole world of how it is right now. If we do get rid of it. Um, it's one. It does have its pros, right? It gives a voice to things that we might, might not even know about. It's easier for other countries to bury things if they wanted to. Uh, so that's why I say not from a from a personal social personal experience. personal. I'm not talking about on a macroeconomics. You know, just this is a very simple question. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just from a from your little. It's you simple, know, but realm. it's very it's, it's so it's, complex. It, it is. A, it's not a simple an- question though, because it is a complex question. Because, because no, you're over analyzing this. <laughs> I mean, he, <laughs> wants to, he just wants a simple answer. <laughs> yeah. It's it's. I'm just talking about within your universe, right? Your your world. No, I'm not talking what United States and China and India and, global and, and all that stuff. The UK the interesting thing, and Africa. thing about China. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I do it. You do it. 1999 forever. It's not a trick question, bro. <laughs> I know, but it's tough what to think about. It's, it's a personal I want to say I think it's I like, do it, but now I'm thinking about phone. if I would or not. So here, I'll share you my thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Well, Norm, what, what are yours? Uh, so, uh, will, I have a, will I still know Gabby? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Nothing changes in your life. Oh. Nothing that changes. Okay. What a fucking cornball. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Yeah. Every- I'll, I'll, I'll go back. Yeah. It's wiped, right? So I don't know what's it's happening. wiped, but you okay. still meet Gabby, but just in different circumstances, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Straight. Yeah. Wow. So you would go back? <laughs> yeah. If I I don't know anything about the high speed error, I that's right. fine. Right. If I don't know then, anything, yeah, yeah, it's hard to go back if you're Yeah, because you can't miss something you never yeah. had. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So. I, I, I actually wouldn't change anything. I, I love technological progress. Mm. I'm excited for it. And and I think I move with the punches. I think it's something that um, that has improved my life dramatically and everybody else around me. But we're just talking about me. I improved my life. Yo, imagine dri- just driving alone. Every time I fucking drive, I'm, I, I'm looking at my navigation. I'm like, this is fucking incredible. Because I, I remember my dad pulling out Pulling over, we're just lost, going in circles, and we're rolling. Excuse me, we're stopping by gas stations, random strangers walking by in these weird towns and and, and scary shit, and we're at, we're pulling into like driveways trying to like ask people for directions. That shit's creepy, man. And and uh, and then and then after that, then we had to like print it out online, yeah. MapQuest, Yahoo Maps, yep. Yahoo Maps, and, and then like you know you better hope you got a shotgun, you know, someone where that could. Okay, you're gonna exit. You know they're gonna be your voice. Mm-hmm. You're, I'm telling you where to, which ramp to take. They're your GPS. <laughs> yeah, and that <laughs> shit sucks because because sometimes you got a real real shitty shotgun. You know, um, so I don't know. Just GPS alone, man. I find it like incredibly convenient, right? And being able to shop, buy things, learn things. Learn. I don't have to go visit a library or look up at the Encyclopedia Britannica anymore. I just have to Google something. Or Bing something, right? Mm-hmm. Or you know, or Duck Go Go, oh, whatever. Just I mean, it. Just so just I just search up. the damn thing, and I, I get all the information that I need. And also, I think the world, um, I think, is a bit safer. It's changing. I mean, like let's let's talk about how in, in terms of just local communities. <clears throat> I, I I think violence has been, you know, down. There's cameras everywhere. You know, it, it, it's, does that make us safer? Really, the cameras right now, yeah, being observed. So, so technology is so advanced. If you right look, now, if you, you know? look at crime, it's been down. Y- yeah, of course. In major of cities, course. it it's prevents crime. Yeah, I, I and agree. Then, uh, and then look at this. When was the last major serial killer? The last major serial killer. Uh huh. Did they have all the? I, I think don't know. I could tell you right now. I think it's it's a it's a lot harder to be a freaking serial killer in 2019 than it was 20 years, 30 years ago. The, the sophistication of technology and the police but and, can, and uh, the, the FBI. If you want to live off the grid, It's just can, incredible. Though. You can't, but that's what I'm saying, though. Like, to be a serial killer in, in a city or a major hub oh, to float around, you can't. It makes much tougher oh, now. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a lot there, tougher. There was a story in, in China where this um, a prisoner, he broke out from the prison, and they he, he became a hermit. So he lived in, like, the, the mountains or something. But then there was like I don't know he he went somewhere where there was like facial recognition software and they like it recognized his 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 face mm-hmm. and he found him in like the woods like like living in like a mountainside like like he had a tent like he had like a, a makeshift tent and it's, yeah and and they wouldn't have found him without that kind of technology. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's a lot harder like, to to be a you know, a criminal. Mm-hmm. So crime is down. I think. You know, and, and serious crime, any type of serial crime, I think, uh, I mean, it's, it's factual. It's going to be, 
extremely extreme. You're gonna have to outsmart the government with all this technology. They have the smartest people working for them. But that's also dangerous. You know, right? and then there's a footprint on everybody almost everywhere now too. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of dangerous. The government have ha- having that technology on its own citizens. It is a good technology, but yes. It is scary based on whoever's using it, right? It could be used for benefits to lower crime rates, but it could also be used by an authoritarian government to kind of control its people, which is, again, that's the flip side of having all this tech, though. I, I'm a... When it comes to things like that, I'm a bigger picture. I, 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 I mean, I know in the media term it can suck, right? For example, I, I, I'll give you a perfect example, and... and, and taking a flu shot, right? It sucks. You might actually get sick from taking a flu shot, but it may not be as extreme as an actual flu, right? You get a little cold, you get over in a a few days, and you're done, and and you're pretty much protected throughout the season, right? And versus not taking, and you get hit with the flu, boom. It has a major effect on you. Major impact. So I look at it that way. Um... And I know, yeah, you're trusting a, a government and a very powerful entity. But regardless, regardless of that fact, with or without that technology, you'd still think we're going to have some type of power over the government? I mean, even, especially if you're a citizen of that country, you want your fucking government to be powerful, right? I mean, I, I want the U.S. Unless to Unless they use it against their own citizens. Okay, right. I understand that. But not... 100% I mean and it sucks but not good people do bad things well and everyone's human right so it's sort of like, I think not, not even that I think it's strategic I don't think I don't think they're weighing as this good or bad I mean from a political standpoint they will weigh it like that but from a logical standpoint they're just going what's the highest percentage right in in business and in I think any type of com- competitive field they're looking at what's what makes the most sense financially or or powers and you know they're they're not thinking is this right or is this wrong 100 i don't think that i don't think that's the number one choice if they go oh is this right or this wrong okay this is wrong okay therefore we're not going to do any of this well that's that's not the thinking but but if you look at all of the past society government if you look at all of past julius caesar genghis khan yeah, right. all their societies uh, crumbled, you know. Yeah, but Genghis Khan almost took over the world. Literally, the first person to have a one world nation. Anyway, almost. so but if they if they did any of those things, right? If they thought like that, then they probably would have been the one being conquered. That's the thing. Just, if US was let's just say US, okay? If they were just like straight up we're not going to go after the best scientists. We're not going to go after the best talent, this and that. That other country can have them. NBA, let's let's dumb it down. I'm not going to go after LeBron. I'm not going to try to tank this 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 year to get the the number one draft pick so I could get Zion or just have a higher chance of probability. What they're doing when they're tanking is not right for the fans. It's not right, but they're thinking on a larger scale. In the long term, it will be right. Look at the 76ers, stacked. Stacked because they tanked. Now that's that's what I'm saying. I, I I think when you look at it on a larger perspective, like you know what, it sucks now, but later on, it's gonna make sense. It's gonna make sense. And right or wrong, I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is that on the team that I'm on, I want us to be the most strongest. I want us to be good. 
not because I want to dominate other motherfuckers. I just don't want other people dominating us. That's that's the way I see it. So and, and you, I think you just kind of have to put your trust in it because you. That's not something you can control. So you're just going by the end, justify the means of it. Yeah, and it sucks to say that, right? It really, it, it it's stinks. more like a, it's more like a you're thinking a dollar and cents type of way. Where that's a real logic. That's taking right. the heart out of it. Right, it's just yeah. taking the heart logic. out of it. It's right and wrong. It, it, it yeah. has when it comes to like your government, there has to be mm-hmm. that like right or wrong, right? They have to think about from a political aspect. They but, have to think about that. But way. when they're making you're, you're, these, you're decisions. think about your the people that live in this country and the citizens. You have to think about right and wrong. You think about dollars and cents. That's why we had Trump. You know, balance and sense. That's it. Now, I read something very interesting uh, the other day where uh, the guy, I forget his name, but the guy that won the, the um, Nobel Peace Prize was a scientist recently. Uh, forget the details, what he discovered. I think he was an astronomer. Sorry. And he, he what he says that within the next 30 years, we will discover life. The probability of that, extremely high. He's betting in the next 30 years, we will discover alien life. That's I'm not sure if he said intelligent or not, but we will discover conclusively alien life within the next 30 years. And I'm extremely excited about that, where people can admit without a shadow of doubt, and we could get rid of the uh, the skeptics, right? Or, or any person denying this, where they think in this vast, vast universe and things that we could barely even comprehend, the, the scale of this... Uh, that we're the only living things to ever happen. We just, I find that highly unlikely. So let me ask you, ask you about this. So, you know, I think this question has been asked. If there are intelligent life out there, right, that can reach and travel at the speed of life to our planet, they could have made contact already. They could have easily made themselves be known. So do you think they're isolating us on purpose because we're not to that level yet? We're not that intelligence level or whatever whatever they whatever factors they're kind of looking at and they're intentionally not seeking out well if it's intelligent life i think it's more of um they're they're waiting until we get you know as 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 earthlings or whatever to get our shit together if we're going to kill each other they're they're probably going to wait until we we kill each other but um if they're intelligent intelligent life out there they're probably waiting until the moment that we recognize, like, hey, we're ready to to expand, you know, out in the universe. So that's what I think. They're probably watching us, though, you know. I think, um, I think if, if aliens, so you're asking if aliens already know they're aware of our presence on Earth and whether they're, if they would choose in a situation like that, if they would choose to ignore us or observe us. And they're purposely and ignoring us if they, they know wouldn't we commu- exist. Or they're just like watching us like 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 the way we would watch like an ant farm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh that's a that's a good question. Um my guess would be they already made contact. If I had to guess that they already made contact, um I don't know like with the with the US government or Russian government or Chinese I don't, I'm not saying that. Uh I'm saying at some point within human history, they already made contact. It could have been with cavemen. It could have been with, uh, and who knows how they deal with time, right? right? How we observe time can be completely different with how they observe time. So uh, I, I think at some point aliens did make t- 
some type of communications with humans. And and who's to say that there's just it's just one alien and we're just that's another thing. You're like it's just one alien and they're gonna blanket across. If we're if we're saying that if you believe that there's life outside of um so then there's all forms of life. You know, like like the Green Lantern Corps. Right, yeah. how they got like squid yeah. lanterns, right? And they different got different uh, pig universes. lanterns. And, so you yeah. think there's like a galactic union somewhere, and then they all. I'm just not kinda... saying that there's a real group. <laughs> probably, <laughs> I, I believe, I believe there is a galactic. Yeah, if, they, if they do exist, there's we're, galactic we're talking union about we're somewhere. Talking about, we're talking about high intelligence. And right? then yeah. we're, we're the dirt road yeah. planet that's yeah. not being invited yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think I think that's it. We're not invited to that party yet. Uh, where. Uh, we don't but have a seat at the table. We don't. Have, we might. We might, man. Oh, Who knows? Yeah, it's empty seat. Who knows? For us. Uh, but well, I, I do think that there's, like, if there's a bunch of different alien life out there, and we all subscribe to that, then then I will also say that um, one of them has has communicated with us in some form. All right. And, and I think that's like, you know, if, if you want to go even crazier, mm-hmm. right? I think, uh, like, if you know, if I'm if I'm betting money. If I had to go, you know, I would say that they communicated and they they uh, had a talk and they were just like, nah, chill. <laughs> and and they kind of went away because they saw what how it's how we're handling as a species. And to your point, I think, yeah, they might be holding out until we we get our game up, you know, yeah, where we become more mm-hmm. sophisticated, um, more cooperative with one another. Because, look, it's like. If if we're hanging out and and Michael is a guy that's always trying to fight somebody, he's always hating on somebody. He's always causing trouble. We can't take, take, take we can't take this guy nowhere. You know, on one hand, he's 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 really cool with us. Yeah, but sometimes with other people, he don't know just because they're different. He's gonna go crazy on them, right? So if he's doing that with other humans, other people, right? Just because they have a different viewpoint, what the? How is he going to take me if I have like an elephant's nose or a rhino or or a unicorn horn in my head or something like? You know what I'm saying? Or hands as ears? Like this dude's going to start tripping. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I'm talking. I about. I can't take yeah. this guy anywhere. Get, getting to that yep. point where we're at a society, yeah. We're, yeah. we're at that level where so it's, it's. I think when we can get to an emotional, emotional and mental state where where we're more filled with love. And, you know, I'm not talking about some hippie shit, but just love and understanding where where things are more acceptable. Just mm-hmm. one 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 big global goal. Yeah, where, where we're not just being dicks. Mm-hmm. You know, if, when we can stop being dicks and pettiness, and and when that or as a as a whole, when when that culture shifts, I think that's when they'll like, hey, let's go. You want to come hang out? I totally agree. I let, agree. Let me show you. Let mm-hmm. me show you this galaxy real quick. Like when we ha- all have that you know? one global goal where everybody has the same mindset. We're not looking at ourselves as one country, but one world, yeah. right? One Earth. Yeah. Then yeah, that's when I do think one technology will expedite, will won't grow as quicker than it is right now. I think there's gonna be many positive changes to the world also. Because then we don't have to worry about all the petty stuff. And just think about the advances in technology mm-hmm. if we all collaborated on our technology, where we wasn't paranoid about this dude blowing us uh, up or this guy stealing our yep. uh, intelligence mm-hmm. and this dude stealing our resources mm-hmm. or trying to blow up our resources. Yep. You know, where we're all just working as one and not just for profits, it's just for the advancement of our species that's the nice utopian society let's, let's uh be pretty cool yeah it's, it's it sounds really great and i let's end that note on the positivity um what time's up positive uh, and love yeah man 
one let's, world. Let's, one world. Let's 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 get that. Yeah. All right. Um, lucky boys. Another episode down. Back in, and we're out.